God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, we're going to um, continue to talk about the issues that are making the, new, you know, the news cycle today. Um, and we're not going to deviate from that too much, but we are going to cover it from a different angle. Because, frankly, you know, I turned on Fox today. Again, I could only listen to it for like about two minutes. And I saw these two two minutes. They're talking about Ukraine. They're talking about um, Israel. And they're talking to only these congressmen uh, or and senators that that are part of the Armed Services Committee or the um, Foreign Affairs Committee. And... It's those members of those committees that that are getting all the great funding from the BlackRock owned and or, or dominated Raytheon and other organizations in the military industrial complex that that uh, make a lot of money. And the sad news is, is that. You know, you have a lot of conflict of interest in these in these scenarios. You know, like when you see a pundit on the media talking about an agenda, acting like a patriot. And that's the thing. They, they sit there and they act like patriots. You know, and too often we have infiltration in our own party. And we've had it this way for decades and decades. We used to think that W. Bush had our back until we realized he was just profiteering off of uh, wars and exploiting the Patriot Act. We thought, well, we I never thought, but Obama, a lot of people thought that he was going to be a uniter. And of course, he was a divider. Biden, same thing. I have friends who said they voted for Biden because... 
they were liberal and they thought I, I, I asked the question, why not Trump? And they said, well, Trump divides and, and Biden unites. And of course, Trump was all about uniting people, getting two sides from opposite spectrums to talk to each other. That's what he did for a living for 30, 40, 50 years. He was that guy in the streets making the wheels turn. Trump. But nobody ever appreciated Trump because he had the he had the blonde hair and he had the red tie and you know the gold watch or whatever it was, the fancy shoes, what whatever it was you know, the, the material objects like the planes and the helicopters and the flashy hotels. I know an academic friend from Penn, and she um, can't get past, if someone's wearing a fancy watch and a slick suit, she can't agree with them based on the way they look. If this person had, you know, a uh, a tweed jacket and a and you know some Oxford style shoes, uh, they would get a lot more tread with this person because she judges a book by its cover everywhere you turn. Yet, if you were to ask her if she judges a book by her co- its cover, she would say that's the last thing I would ever do. But that's the only thing she does. And and the same thing is true about everything else. You know, the hypocrisy in Congress, the hypocrisy knows no bounds in in politics in general. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, play these two interviews. I went from Fox and Friends and I about threw up. And then I went over to Maria Bartiroma, whose show on Sunday mornings, I love Sunday morning futures. Lately, it's been a little bit flat. She's been, like last week, she had McCarthy on, Kevin McCarthy. And I'm thinking to myself, where's Matt Gates? Why shouldn't he be? He's the, he's the, he's the one that stirred it all up, right? And everybody's picking on Matt Gates, and the the sad sad thing about that is, I know why, I know why they're pick, picking on Matt Gates. Matt Gates basically said, you know, we're not going to continue as business as usual if we're going to go ahead and agree to get our Freedom Caucus block back in January, February, when they elected, re-elected uh, McCarthy as Speaker. They said, you're going to have to do certain things. And if you violate these things, we're going to enact this one vote rule. And Kevin McCarthy said, I'll do anything to be speaker. And he sold himself out in one sense. Now, if he did everything right and he empowered the Freedom Caucus and he empowered the Gang of Eight or whatever you want to call it, the, 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 the group of eight in the, in the House... The uh, I can't even say the Jim Jordan wing. It's got to be the Matt Gates wing. I almost think that Matt Gates wouldn't be a bad choice for the VP pick for for Trump. He certainly has put his career on the line. 
And, you know, I hear about all these stories by sources that, you know, about Matt Gates' lifestyle or whatever he does. And frankly, I care more about what the politician's doing in Congress and for the people. I care about what what amount is left in my pocket more than I care about what people do in their private lives. And and I, I have no idea. Uh, I've met Matt Gates several times, and uh, I've met his wife, and I don't know. I hear these things. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, people make stuff up until you can prove it, you know. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, are you? do you have more money or less money in your pocket? This whole alliance with Israel and Ukraine and this funding, one of the reasons why they're so upset is because they can't really get these funding appropriated without a speaker. Now, I've heard little answers that say, yeah, you can sort of, you know, by borrowing over there and taking this money up from there. But it really doesn't work. I mean, they really need a speaker, and they're going to vote for one today, I'm sure. I'm sure and uh, they're probably going to fail. You got a guy like Ken Buck from Colorado that not only has praised uh, Chris Chris uh, Ray, praised Chris Ray, like loves the FBI. <laughs> After all that they've been doing to Donald Trump, but they and he hates Matt Gates, and he says, "I'll only vote for Jim Jordan if he steps up to the microphone and says Trump didn't win." My goodness. This is a Republican from Colorado. And then you got this New York guy that we're going to hear a clip from. And again, this is the latest information. This is an interview that he gave this morning on Fox and Friends. And also, uh, we got an interview from Marie Bartiroma, uh, given the interview, uh, with regard to... um, Mark Wayne Mullins from Oklahoma. It turns out Mark Wayne Mullins from Oklahoma is a real serious stock trader when it comes to Raytheon. Oh, and by the way, he's on the Harm Services Committee, trading with Raytheon, selling his stock right before a war where Raytheon benefits because they're part of the, they're ground zero, the military industrial complex. They're one of the most powerful companies when it comes to military equipment in the world. And they're one of the most innovative. They're the richest. Uh, they're they're uh, fortified by BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and the answer to the globalists. And so just when you think that you got a patriot good guy, you realize you got a, you got a Bush dynasty wannabe. You got a uh, Liz Cheney uh style person running the show. They sit there with their 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 you know high standards and ethics and morality chastising people like Trump and MAGA and 
take the high this highbrow high road all the while they're so slick they're selling their stocks and selling out America at the same time in the midst of a war that we have no business being a participant in we have no business we do not have enough information to know whether this is a a a false flag, a ruse, a political uh, conflict within the state of Israel itself between the liberals and the conservatives inside Israel who are punching at each other for power. And whether this is that or whether it's a combination of the two or whether it's just purely Hamas terror. I mean, no, nobody but the squad and the liberals and Black Lives Matter endorsed Hamas. Everybody knows they're a terror group. Everybody knows they're scum. Everybody knows they're lowlifes, the Hamas and Hezbollah terror groups. You know, they're good Palestinians, but what I'm saying is, is, is that they have allowed this liberal... Uh, wing to overtake their movement. It's just like blacks have allowed Black Lives Matter to front them. They're Marxists. They hate America. They hate white people. And they hate uh, everything about our founding fathers. They hate border security. They hate any conservative value. They hate Christianity. You know, they love Hamas. And so it's just crazy. You know, the, the black people have allowed themselves to be hijacked by a Hamas-like terror group called Black Lives Matter. All funded by the same people, by the way. And all supporting the Democrat Party and not the Republicans. They all hate Trump. So you got to kind of go with that, right? You know, you look at where the herd of sheep called Hamas or Black Lives Matter heard themselves because they don't know anything. They have to live like sheep because they're brain dead. And that's the problem for them is they're brainless. They're not thinking with their monogam. And they're just like sheep, just doing what they're told, like an army of dummies. And that's what's happening in the Middle East right now. And I think that the liberal faction within the Israeli parties themselves are partly to blame for the conflicts in place. That just as much as they say uh, that um, Rashida Tlaib is supporting Hamas and they put a Palestinian flag outside of their office and just like when they support Black Lives Matter uh, and they don't care about J6 people being incarcerated but they care so much about the Palestinian um, protesters doing the same violations as the J6ers but none of these people this this is not called an insurrection this time All day yesterday and all day the day before and all day this week, every day this week, there have been protesters in the halls of Congress and they don't get 
charged with insurrection. They don't, they don't get treated the same way as MAGA supporters did. And MAGA supporters were the peaceful ones on J6. They won't show the tapes. That's one of the reasons why McCarthy lost his job, is he won't show the tapes that would exonerate. It's called exculpatory evidence. It's actually what's going on in Georgia right now with the Brady Brady Bill. They 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 uh, it's Brady is not about the Brady um, the gun. It's not about Reagan's aide Brady that uh, got shot and paralyzed. That's not the Brady Law related to guns. It's a Brady Law related to exculpatory evidence held by the district attorney's office and the government that's not sharing the information that would actually exonerate the defense. And in this case, Sidney Powell is waging that along with the other the other co the co counsel um, in that trial that's going on right now. All right, and you got people like Nikki Haley, too. So Nikki Haley argues to bring one million Hamas-supporting Palestinians to the U.S. from Gaza, where over 68% of the population supports terror strikes on Israel, and 100% of them would vote for Obama or vote for Biden or vote for Kamala or vote for Democrat or vote for Rashid Tlaib. It doesn't matter. They're going to vote left because they like that free stuff from the white people that are working and paying taxes. I mean, they're basically, you know, they hate the government, so they're just going to, like, bleed you dry and, you know. Is she out of her mind, someone asks? Serious question. Don't we have enough murdering illegal aliens in this country already? Now she wants to bring a million radical Muslims And don't believe for a minute that there's even one Palestinian who does not support Hamas. They all hate Israel and want to see it destroyed. And to me, it's not even about Israel. It's about our open borders and it's about the threat to America. I think Israel has its own problems with regard to liberal and conservative uh, conflicts that are as deep, as deeply divided as Israel. Obama and Trump, as Biden and Trump. You know how Biden and Obama hate Trump? The reason why they hate Trump is the same reason why these rhino Republicans hate Trump and and hate what Matt Gates did and hate uh, and won't vote and won't support Jim Jordan. So let's take a listen. There's this guy named uh, Jim Loeffler, I think he is, from New York. I'll get his name and I'll pause and I'll tell you what it is who you're listening to. Um, But this guy, listen to the words. We're going to break it down a little bit. Well, listen, voters obviously have the right to weigh in uh, with each of us and express their, their... So it flashes up 199 votes for Jordan. He needs 217 to win. He's 18 short. Each vote has gotten worse for Jim Jordan. I don't know why they just don't um, pick Donald Trump as the interim speaker until they figure all this out. Reviews, and I respect that. Uh, certainly in my district, I've received a, a lot of calls, uh, many in favor of, many against. Uh, but I will tell you, uh, the biggest challenge here, as I told Jim Jordan last Friday, uh, is if we can't get 
uh, consensus. If we can't get the conference together, the 20 people who throughout the course of the year have undermined the conference, led by Matt Gates, uh, who voted to remove Speaker McCarthy, teaming up with 208 Democrats to do it, uh, if we can't get those folks in a room with folks like me in swing districts uh, and the folks that are now opposed to Jordan, we're never going to be able to build but, but you're consensus. One of the people that- so he says he's in a swing district, so he doesn't have as much uh, support for Jim, a guy like Jim Jordan. But he's part of the Foreign Services Committee, this guy, Jim Loeffler, from New York. He is uh, part of the Foreign Services why are we putting these rhinos on foreign ser- services? And he benefits from the war uh, kickbacks. When he votes to support Ukraine, and he votes, votes to support Israel, and he votes for excessive spending on endless wars that are nothing but money laundering machines that destabilize the world economy that are basically an infusion of cash that's being printed and causes inflation worldwide. Everything about these wars are wrong. I don't know why we have to get involved in every single war. It doesn't make any sense. We're not getting anything in return for our investment. That's the biggest problem of all. Business 101, you monsters in Congress. So, I mean, the point is, is that, listen to what he says. He says, basically, we're going to have to support, you You know, we're going to have to get a speaker that supports Ukraine, supports Israel, you know, basically supports the money laundering that Kevin McCarthy put into place. And maybe it's the case that, you know, Matt Gates didn't get the gravy that he was promised. Maybe Kevin McCarthy punished Matt Gates and said, "You know what? This this kickback this time we're going to have give kickbacks from the Ukrainian funds and from the Israeli uh, donations. And guess what? You're not going to get a big. You're going to get a smaller paycheck, right? And so Matt Gates said, "You do that, and I'm going to go ahead and oust you as speaker. You try that. You know, you try that. Go ahead. Go right ahead." And Matt Gates went right ahead and did it. It could have been as simple and as immature as that. But it's something to do with that. Trust me. This endless, you know, wearing the stupid Ukraine flag uh, as a lapel, you know, a handkerchief, give me a break. Or a pin now. Now the one that's going around is the Israeli flag and the Ukrainian flag. Where's the American flag? What happened to that? We have po- to- but, but, this, but we're respectfully, Congressman. The, the Gates thing is, is past us now. We it have has. a new nominee that's on the floor. And the question is, why aren't you voting for him? Respectfully, it's not past us. And that, that's it the has challenge here. It, and what I've said to Jim McCarthy Jordan. Is from- no- <laughs> okay, so I got the name wrong. It's Mike Lawler. I knew I was getting that name wrong. Mike Lawler. House Committee on Foreign Affairs. Again, it's all these Foreign Affairs and Armed Services Committee guys that are pro-Ukrainian kickback, pro-Israeli um, money laundering, uh, giving aid to both Iran, unfreezing $6 billion to Iran, giving money to Hamas, giving money to Israel. How could you lose? They start a war. You're going to get basically um, um, don- campaign donations from Raytheon and everybody else who's making this equipment that we're giving uh, arms and weapons to. 
You know, they talk about disarming you, the American citizen, but they want to arm to the teeth a terrorist group called Hamas in the Palestinian, uh, in the Gaza Strip, in the Hamas. And, uh, I mean, where are they getting these from? Oh, you say we didn't give them them? Oh, then what the heck did you do in Afghanistan when you left $85 billion in military equipment in in uh, in Afghanistan, in Kabul? What did you think was going to happen to all that equipment? Do you think it was just going to sit there and rust? Or do you think it was going to turn into money and gold and oil and human trafficking and drugs? Yeah, it was going to be traded, you you, you, you know, you, you dummies. You know, it's that kind of thing. What I've said to Jim Jordan from the very start is you have to get the right people in the room so that we can hash this I'm out. I'm asking about, about you, forward. though, Congressman, not if the right we, people. You, you're no, voting against them. With all due respect, you can, you can yell at me about it, but with all due respect, if we don't get everybody in the room to hash out the path forward, it doesn't matter who the speaker is, all right? We can elect a new speaker, but we still need 218 votes on the floor to pass our appropriations bills, mm-hmm. to deal with aid to Israel, to deal with the crisis in Ukraine, to deal with our border. If Aid to Israel, crisis in Ukraine is aid to Ukraine. He just didn't want to say the word aid twice. You get it? We have to deal with aid to Israel aid to Ukraine, aid everywhere but our border, and allow all these terrorists to just come right into our country and sell us fentanyl from China. If we can't compromise within the conference, forget about the Democrats, within the conference, we're not going to be able to like he's govern. The smartest guy and in that the room. is the fundamental problem here. So when you had eight people team up with 208 Democrats to unceremoniously remove Kevin McCarthy without cause, and then they moved to block Steve Scalise because they wanted Jim Jordan. Well, that's because Steve Scalise was also a Ukrainian hawk, wanting to give money to Ukraine. Trust me, this guy gets it. He knows what's going on. He knows what time it is. They are not going to sell out Ukraine because it's money in their pocket. You create a problem within the conference. And what I'm saying is if you want to fix it, as I told Jim Jordan last week, get everybody in the room that needs to be there and fix it. That's that's the only way. Fix it. How are you going to fix it? We're not giving any more money. All right. Now, now you're not going to agree with it. So we're we can't fix it until we put money back in your pocket. Way forward. Uh, Don't leave the room until it's fixed. Yeah, we'll see. There's a vote. Yeah. And then. Fox and Friends sort of bows to him. It's kind of crazy. So this is a guy named um, Mark Wayne uh, Mullen from Oklahoma. Senator. Armed Services Committee. This is just part of the interview he had with Maria Bartiroma. The Senate holding a confirmation hearing for Biden's pick uh, for the Israel ambassador yesterday. I want to get your take on that. Republicans uh, were concerned about Jack Lew and his past work with the Obama Oh, by the way, I added this Jack Lew part because he is set up to be the ambassador to Israel. And this guy gave money to Hamas. So he elected to give money to Hamas. This was on Capitol Hill yesterday as well. And um, here's a guy that wants to be the ambassador to Israel, but wants to give money to Hamas. Huh? That's Jack Lew. That's... uh, Jacob Blue. 
administrations and uh, his lead negotiating for the Iran policy. Senator, your thoughts? I think this is a slap in the face to Israel. Uh, uh, Jack Lew worked against the Trump administration the entire time that Trump was in office when he was uh, getting out of this disastrous nuclear deal with Iran. Uh, Jack Lew was working with Iran trying to figure out how to move their money around sanctions. Uh, Jack Lew, when he was Secretary of Treasury, um, lied to Congress and signed a, a special permit to transfer 5.7 billion dollars, 5.7 billion dollars into Iran assets uh, to allow them to start the negotiation deal when he was underneath the Obama administration. He is not someone that should be put in place as an ambassador to Israel when uh, Iran's the one that is running the proxy war with Hamas and uh, Hezbollah right now against Israel. I mean, it's just incredible to me that this is the person they choose after, you know, knowing that they've been appeasing Iran from day one and the money's going to support terrorists. You're seeing it the way that normal American people see it, but you got an administration that is absolutely blind and deaf to actually what's happening right now around the world. This is why uh, this is why they, it, you, appeasement doesn't work with policies. You, you need peace through strength, and this administration is all about appeasing, trying to show um, uh, trying to show equality, uh, not picking the right person for the right job. Well, what about the House uh, affairs? The House holding another speaker vote later today, Ohio Congressman and Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, hoping to win over the GOP holdouts after losing support during yesterday's vote. You're urging the House to pick a speaker so that they can condemn Congresswoman uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar. Uh, Tell us more about that. Well, you, you have uh, this the crazy eight that ousted um, our Speaker Kevin McCarthy with no contingency plans. It yeah. has put us in disarray. We, we've allowed uh, Biden to take the lead and try to show strength when we know his administration isn't about strength. We have the squad that's going out there that's condemning Israel and promoting Hamas and the Palestinians, literally having a flag outside their office. Uh, they're speaking out against one of our strongest allies. We should have a resolution on the House floor right now to silence them about it. And Instead, we can't yeah. uh, because we're in a disarray because of this crazy eight that decided to to, to put the American people um, uh, behind their own personal gain. And, and we need a speaker put in place right now. I mean, how uh, reckless, Jim Jordan's but, great. But, but how reckless was it to have Kevin McCarthy step down with no plan in place? Shouldn't he have stayed in place until at least they, they named the next speaker? This wasn't on Kevin McCarthy. He was, I know, he was but voted it was out. reckless. It wasn't his concern. I mean, he didn't have nothing to do with it. It, it, yeah, this was this was absolutely reckless on on the on Matt Gates on leading this this uh, self promotion for himself instead of the country. This was nothing about policy. This was nothing about uh, um, uh, principle. This had something to do with Matt Gates wanting to promote himself, and it, he he literally has put us in a disarray at a time that we should be united as not just a country but definitely as re, as Republicans on standing up against the squad and their bias towards Israel. Yeah. All right, so let me break this down for you because it's not exactly what it seems, and this is kind of important, but this guy is a total fraud, this guy right here that you just heard. And so he's talking about the crazy eight. Well, it's because he benefits, because he's on the Armed Services Committee. He benefits financially from Raytheon. And so, so long as wars are happening, he's going to be a happy camper. 
McCarthy was doing exactly what McCarthy was supposed to do for Raytheon, for the military industrial complex, for big tech, because, you know, he was rooming and bunking, uh, sharing a house in D.C. with um, Frank Luntz, and they were all doing business with Google. You know, these are all corporate monsters. So here about this Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, senator. This is why they stoke the flames, They, uh, why they push hate. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen purchased between 15000 to 50000 in stocks in Raytheon on September 13th. Raytheon was awarded more than $1.7 billion in contracts in September. Justin, Unusual Whales uh, is a very good source um, for finance primarily. Justin, another U.S. congressman has traded stocks, and he's not alone. A lot of these people have been doing it. But um, the guy you just heard, though, that sounds so legit, right? And is calling Mark, Matt Gates crazy, right? Crazy eight. Another U.S. congressman has traded stocks before the start of the Middle East conflict. Stocks that benefit directly from more. Representative Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, Senator, you just heard, on the Armed, Armed Services Committee, disclosed purchasing up to $50,000 of Raytheon on September 13th. That stock trade is dollars uh, on RTX. RTX is the symbol for Raytheon. He sits on the Committee of Armed Services. It's the unusual whales. Think about the conflict of interest there. Now, Rashid Tlaib was crying yesterday, giving uh, a speech. Let's take a listen. We're children. She's saying that they bombed the you hospital. So sometimes just watching Intel videos. said they haven't and, bombed the and hospital. The people telling the kids don't cry and, like, let them cry. She, she's a mess. She's a baby. She's a little baby, scared. You know, she actually crashed a uh, Trump rally once went before Trump was president and got thrown out of that crying. And uh, she's just lying to the people. An unhinged anti-Semite goes after Biden. Now, here's the interesting part. Remember yesterday we played Claire Daly. And this is this Irish woman that's an anti-globalist, works in the European Union Parliament. And then she uh, basically has been considered a, you know, an alt-right conservative. And yet she is trashing Israel for starving their people, cutting off their water, electricity, the whole thing. And, um, and basically it's, it's kind of like an interesting dynamic because here you got uber left-wingers like the squad trashing Biden. Let's take a listen. Because Biden was over at Israel. Hold on. Making a fool of himself. I, know, I, hey, I want him to know, as a Palestinian American, as also somebody of Muslim faith, I'm not going to forget this. And I think a lot of people are not going to forget this. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a threat. It isn't. They, they think we're joking. I mean, I think the White House and everyone thinks that we're just going to sit back and let this just continue to happen. No. The fact of the matter is, our lives are not safe with you or the forever peace president. We're not 
It would really stop, it would help a lot if they would just, see, I'm indigenous, you know, I'm an American Indian, right? So I guess I'm indigenous, but um, hey, you know, we don't blow buildings up and set them on fire, burn flags. Um, you know, last I checked, the Native American Indians aren't doing that, and we're peaceful and we're fine. Uh, so stop sending missiles and stop working with companies like Raytheon and and, and setting school hospitals on fire stop so the fundamental change of country is real it's he, it's here and it's devastating for freedom loving americans exhibit one trump supporters walk into the capitol building uh through open doors domestic terrorists they're called domestic terrorists pro-palestinian crowd takes over the rotunda well they didn't really they took over the uh o'donnell o'connell o'donnell building um, but disrupted, they disrupted the ser- government services. They got no treatment whatsoever. They they just, you know, here's Cullen Rugg. He says, the United States Capitol has been taken over inside the rotunda. And he's showing these pictures. It looks like the rotunda to me. And outside by pro-Palestinian protesters, as Representative Rashid Tlaib spoke with a crowd nearby. Are we only allowed to call people like this insurrectionists when they are Donald Trump supporters? Police are now making arrests inside the Capitol. Sad day. That's Cullen Rugg. Now, what's interesting about that is Twitter put a, uh, a thing on that, said that was in the O'Connell building or something like that. I, I don't have it in front of me, but um, but I thought that was interesting. Um but they'll get a slap on the wrist at most. No, that's, that really happened. There they are. I'm watching this picture. And that's exactly what happened. They did exactly what the J6ers did. And they were, um, it's, it's absolutely a shame that, that we have two standards of justice. They're not considered domestic terrorists. And they're supporting terrorism. Donald Trump, we were we were objecting to Election rigging, which we know happened. Just can't prove it. Shame on us for that. But, you know, I play a lot of stuff from Europe and Canada because a lot of the stuff that's happening in New Zealand and Australia and Canada and throughout Europe is 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 very much going, it's happening here in the United States just it's it's a little different the way because our country's so different in our makeup in the in the way we're made up our constitution's different but you could see it coming you can see their will you could see what they want but here's a great example of this liberal reporter asking a Canadian nationalist party member basically sort of like a populist party that's going a and the lead candidate, Pierre Poliver, he's um, basically going against Justin Trudeau in their next election. He's like the front runner that could beat Justin Trudeau. So, like, let's take a listen to the questions and answers. It's so funny and telling at the um, same time. On the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, 
pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological thing. About, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people... I don't really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, well, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians... He's eating but, an apple, by like the way. <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. oh, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the point of this the point of this question is, <laughs> I mean, why should why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms that. in terms of tur turning things quite dramatically in terms of. Of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this. I mean, you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. Common sense for for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know. The guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again? You want to be able to afford rent? Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. Bingo. I mean, that is what it's all about, isn't it? I uh, thought that exchange was super brilliant. So Bill Gates uh, is considered by Liz Churchill. Uh, Bill Gates is a medical terrorist. Using psychological warfare, Bill Gates and friends pulled off the greatest medical hoax in our time. More than half of the world willingly took a medical experiment funded by a man who whines and complains our, our world has too many people. Incredible. And he's the one that said it's a conspiracy theory to think that we're profiting, profiteering from the thing. And then all of a sudden he's on CNBC saying that he makes 20% return on investment. So it's really profitable. And we played those audio clips yesterday on the yesterday's show. Um, getting back to Ken Buck. Ken Buck is another rhino from Colorado. And this is what Ken Buck had to say about Christopher Ray. Director Ray, thank you. Thank you for your work. Uh oh, by the way, he is basically one of the guys that's voting no to Jim Jordan. He is one of the ones that's taking kickbacks from Ukraine and and uh, Israel. And he is the one that basically said, I will not vote for Jim Jordan. Well, this is what he said. Okay, this is the this is the other clip I played yesterday, but we're going to go ahead and listen to it today. If he's going to leave this conference during the 
presidential election cycle is going to have to be strong and say Donald Trump didn't win the election. If he's going to lead this conference during a presidential election cycle, is going to have to be strong. Ken Buck, folks. Donald Trump didn't Ken Buck's from Colorado. If he's going to- How did this guy get elected as a Republican in Colorado with that? How? If he's going to lead this conference, he's going to have to say that Donald Trump didn't win? Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. He, he was one of the ones that trashed the J6ers. He was Liz Cheney light, and he's still representing people in Colorado. Shame on them for voting for this loser. Uh, Oh, by the way, you know what? Nothing for nothing. I met this guy. I was talking to Leonora about it, and she said, you met him at one of these galas we went to in D.C. And I probably shook his hand. It's unbelievable. I can't believe this guy. He hobnobs around all these Republican events, too. And uh, I can't believe it, but it's kind of crazy. So here, take a listen. Thank you for your work uh, with the FBI, and and, uh, thank you for your uh, history uh, of work in in law enforcement. Uh, You started out as an AUSA, and I'm getting this information from Wikipedia, the great font of knowledge in the digital age, so I'm assuming that it's true, but you started out as an AUSA. You uh, were nominated by Republican President Bush, and you were confirmed by a Republican Senate, if I uh, am am correct in that. Uh, Yes, by uh, unanimous voice vote. And, and you were then nominated by Republican President Donald Trump uh, to be the FBI director and, again, confirmed by Republican Senate for that position. Uh, yes, I think there were only five votes against me, and they were all uh, from Democrats. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, you're still a registered Republican, and I hope you don't change your party affiliation after this hearing is over. Um, but I want to thank you. Um, I want to thank you for leading an agency, as you mentioned in your opening statement, for protecting law-abiding Americans from the evil that exists all around us. And frankly, I am not in favor of defunding the FBI, nor am I in favor of splitting up the FBI, nor am I in favor of using the Holman rule for the FBI director. I would, I would love to work with the FBI on how we can protect Americans. I agree with my colleague from California. And I don't often agree with folks from California, but I agree with my colleague from California. But I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not. Answer the has que- no hold on. You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. You preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history. People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over 100%. We're deeply proud of them, and they deserve better than you. 
Wow, boom. <laughs> you know, so there's a difference between a guy like Ken Buck, a loser, and Gate, Matt Gates, who everybody's attacking, who I think stirred up, stirred up the house uh, to move it away from business as usual. And I think it's high time we did that, holding our politicians accountable. Because what we're up against... You know, I posted this flag of Ukraine and Israel and then a torn, um, like a shredded uh, American flag because these wars are dividing Americans as well. Um, I said, somebody is getting rich off of these endless wars and it's not the middle class taxpayer. And uh, it's so true. Um, I want to play this clip here. This is... Just, uh, I've played this once before, but again, this is uh, Russell Brand. I've brought some facts. The pandemic created at least 40 new big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. More than two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 billion okay. in profit right. in 2022. Right. And may I just mention, that finally, in these are, this is also a fact that you, the American public, funded the development of that. The German public funded the BioNTech uh, vaccine. When it came to the profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding, you paid for the funding. It's difficult not okay, to... But I, I will just add one thing. It is possible that these are greedy capitalists who made a lot of money. All I'm querying is this. Yes. Is if you have All an right. economic system in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies, where a military-industrial okay. complex benefits from war, where an energy companies benefit from energy crises, you are going to These generate right. states of perpetual crisis, yes. where the interests of ordinary and, and, people well, yes. separate from the interests of the elite. And cottage industries. And, and Bill... Once you create an industry like, like checking you, I still get checked to see if I have COVID, because it's a cottage industry. People started making money by sending a nurse to my house and now no one wants to give up that gravy train you know uh so you pay for the pfizer every time you buy it you're forced to buy it just like you're forced to buy electric and not gas right whether it's a stove or a car they, they want to force you to buy their product be, because their product is inferior to the product you want to buy that's cheaper better in every way and they want to force you to buy this product, and they also want to use you and not pay for it. They want to use you as a trial tester. So they want you to be a guinea pig, like a farm animal. And usually they pay people to do those studies. <laughs> they, don't, they, they had the world's biggest study, and they never paid a doggone soul. In fact... The guinea pig that was part of the study actually had to pay for the research and development and the product itself. And somehow that's a, you're supposed to be okay with that. After they lied to you about 15 days is slow to curve, 30 days is slow, flatten the curve, whatever. So something is happening over Twitter that's pretty big. Um, correct? Uh, so Elon Musk says, Read for free, but 
you have to pay $1 a year to write a tweet, to post a tweet. Um, oh, we got a call coming in. I'm going to go ahead and take that. It's the only way to fight bots without blocking real users. And he is right. He is abza- exactly correct. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning. Uh, you know, it seems like, uh, you know how the old saying was, necessity is the mother of invention? Yeah. Well, they've turned that around to invention is the mother of necessity. They create a thing and then set about create. Uh, convincing us that we need it well they create a crisis in order to put uh they create a fi- arsons create fires the, to put them out yeah the, yeah the the crisis is in is telling us that we need the thing that they've created right yeah that's it yeah and that that that, that goes almost in every aspect of government where they have messed things up so much and then they spend more to fix the problems. If we never had the government in the beginning like this large, we would be so much better off. You know, because people can figure things out organically. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay, bye. All right. All right. Well, um, you know, uh, here, I something big is happening at Amazon. I wrote this. It says, Amazon is using climate change to gain power and leverage in the marketplace that will advance its global master's climate change initiatives over the middle class while creating a path for Amazon to dictate to and dominate over sellers and suppliers. So basically, Amazon is doing something. A big climate change stress test is coming for Amazon, according to CNBC. Amazon and other major companies from Walmart to Apple face growing consumer investor and regulatory demands. That's what this ESG and DEI is all about. And this is what, um, when Larry Fink says, I want to force behaviors, this is what's going on. Suppliers are often the biggest component in total emissions. Yet, so they're going to basically put suppliers out of business, buy out their companies, take it over, and streamline and profit from it, uh, is what Amazon's going to be doing to its own network marketplace of marketplaces network. So in any case, uh, we're out of time. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you'd like to keep Scott Adams Show commercial-free. Over at magapack.org, make a donation. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the video. Bye bye.